Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Myron's Message, um, episode six. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Today we have a great conversation for you. Um, I'm going to be talking to my brother Dwayne, who's currently in Haiti as a missionary. Um, we're going to get into, actually this is part one of a two-part two part series. Um, I mean, not series, but an interview. Um, it was pretty lengthy talk, so I decided to split it up into two parts just to make it a little bit more digestible. So yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoy this. Episode 6 of Myron's Message is uh, coming at you next. Thank you guys. So, welcome, Dwayne, to Myron's Message. The, Thank you, Brother Myron. The, the, the podcast where Myron uh, talks. Um, the infamous podcast. This is my first... Uh, I should not talk so loud. This is my first guest other than Tristan on the podcast. And some of you may recognize his face. He hails for, to us from Haiti. Um, Dwayne Stolzer's everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Dwayne, tell us a yeah, little bit about yourself. Dwayne's my brother. So shoot, shoot, Dwayne. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Dwayne. I'm Myron's brother, like he said. Um, I'm coming to you from Haiti, 1,500 miles away from Lancaster County, and it's good to be on the, the, the Beloved Brothers podcast now. Um, it's not quite the same as Postmarket Gems, but it'll do. So how long ago did you move to Haiti? And uh, tell us a little bit about the process of moving to Haiti, because I know that was a kind of a, a big deal. Well, yeah, so it all started a long time ago. My parents started talking about our parents, I guess. They would be your parents, yeah, too. I'm they started talking about brother. moving to Haiti. Yeah, we are. And then I guess we would have moved in October, um, a few months after I graduated. Uh, we moved. I do have a girlfriend, so that was kind of stressful, but it was also good. Uh, stressful and good. But yeah, so uh, we had some issues with the passports, and so we didn't move, move till a few months later then. We didn't move till October, I guess it would have been. But then, yeah, it all ended up working out, and so now here I am. And it's been, it's been an adjustment so far coming down to Haiti, but it's really been good for me. Uh, yeah, I've learned a lot and seen a lot of things um, that you don't normally see in America. Uh, but it's been really good for me, and I'm enjoying myself down here. So, did you uh, do? Va are you going to do Valentine's Day virtually? I I think so. Yes, I'm not sure how to get her flowers, but maybe I'll just s verbalize it. I'll say yeah. fl flowers. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Like the, the just the holiday in general. Well, shouldn't it be Valentine's Day every day, Myron? Amen. Amen. Is that yeah, what you I, wanted me to say? For me, it's like we have <laughs> we have Thanksgiving, but we don't have to really do anything crazy for Thanksgiving. But then Christmas, you have to get gifts and you have to do this, you know, and my birthday is right before Christmas and then Christmas happens and then New Year's happens and then Twyla's birthday is February 1st and then Valentine's Day is February 14th 
so it's like just a lot in the winter months yeah. a lot of so you, i'm kind of anything for valentine's day not really not really i guess people different people are different yep that's exactly right all right um what were we talking about haiti so yeah. give me a couple a couple ways maybe how haiti is different than you, like living in haiti is different than uh, obviously it's really different but just give me a couple examples of how it's different than living in uh united states or uh canada shout out to my canadian listeners yes um yeah it's different in just a multitude of ways um you guys i hear uh yeah, I'm staying home from church because it's snowing. That's what Kelsey told me the other day. And I told her I'm staying home from church because uh, because they tried to overthrow the president. So people are blocking the roads and burning tires and uh, rioting and all that kind of thing. And so I physically couldn't go to church because of that. And so that's just one way it's different. Um, it seems that the things people complain about in the States just seem a little smaller. Uh, the political issues, um, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden just seems a little bit, little bit smaller than in Haiti. Because in Haiti, how it works is uh, the, right now, everybody hates the president, but the president doesn't really care. Uh, and so there's the opposition is trying to throw the president out. And so they will, the opposition will, will be a lot of rich government officials. And so they'll pay the gangs to block the roads and to rob places and to loot and stuff like that. And so the gangs are paid to do this. And so it just happens over and over again. And in America, I mean, the one time that they, that they loot and everything, it's just, I mean, crazy and i mean it is crazy that things get looted and burned but it's just on a little smaller scale there in america which who knows maybe it is coming to that yeah i i don't think we're at at the point that other countries and not even just haiti just other countries are at i i think that when right. you have comfort when there's a lot of comfort in a country then people start freaking out about uh, lesser things. And so some of these right. political issues we, we are having, don't get me wrong, it, it does seem like people are more divided today than they ever are, they ever were, sorry. Um, but still, it's, the issues just are a lot, a lot smaller than, than what you guys are dealing with down there. Right. Yep. Which I'm not, I'm not invested in these whole government issues and everything, that's not why I'm here in Haiti. And so, I mean, it's not a big deal to me. Sometimes it's annoying that, you know, you can't go somewhere because the road's blocked right out here. It's a little freaky when you hear gunshots around you and stuff, but I'm not invested in the political issues of Haiti. Yeah. Yep. So what would you say is, is one of the most challenging things about, about what you do down there? Or actually, before, before that, why don't you explain a little bit what your job is and... Yeah, just lay that out for yeah. everybody. So I'm the warehouse manager down here in Haiti. Uh, we get all kinds of stuff in food boxes and all kinds of stuff. And 
And my job is to just keep inventory and make sure everything's correct in the system. And when we send stuff out to take care of that. And then I'm also involved in the medical program because there's not a medical director down right now. We send meds to different clinics. That way they can provide cheap healthcare down here in Haiti. And so we'll get, we'll get a big shipment of meds in and then divvy them out to different clinics. We, I think there's a, we help about 28 clinics and so I'm involved in that, visiting some clinics and that kind of thing as well. So that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, the most, what was the question? The most difficult part most or challenging, what? Challenging thing you yeah. deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think the most challenging thing for sure is, um, is just the attitude people have towards Haiti that Haiti needs aid. That's what everybody thinks. Everybody here, um, sees pictures of uh, so, like some a starving person or malnutritious malnourished child there you go malnourished child and then uh, they just want to you know you want to give aid you want to give food to that person but that's 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 just that it's a challenge to um, provide humanitarian aid because it's really not what Haiti needs Haiti has uh, had humanitarian aid poured into it for years and years and years. And uh, I would say it's ruined Haiti. I would say that um, just what people giving them uh, just, yeah, they've been given so much stuff. I think there's over 12,000 missions in Haiti. And a lot of those are humanitarian aid missions. And so Say that People again. Have just, Say that again. Twelve thousand. Yeah, twelve thousand. How, how big is Haiti? It's like the, to like, oh man, I, I have the size of New that. Jersey, maybe something like that. Yeah. And there's twelve thousand missions down yeah. there in Haiti. That's and, and the reason it is, it's not. I mean, there's poorer countries in the world than Haiti. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is poor, and there are lots of needs here. But it's just because it's so accessible from America. It, you can you can come down to Haiti and then stay for a week or two or a month and then go back and it's easy if you're some of those countries over in Africa it's a it's a whole cup two-day trip to get there yeah and it costs thousands of dollars right so so yeah I'd say Haiti's been ruined by humanitarian aid because just just for an example uh, one guy that I work with, he's he's lived here for five years, and he said he would say that um, this isn't, I mean, this isn't completely true in Haiti, uh, not for everybody, but for a lot or most of the people, they want to they want to work for the things that they want, like they want to work for the extra things, but they but what they really need, they're gonna beg for, and so people are so used to getting handouts and getting food that they don't, they no longer want to work. Because if you think about it, um, you ask, you, you get a connection with American, get a relationship with an American. And then eventually, if you do it right, he's sending you $400 a month and then you don't have to work. And this happens over and over in Haiti. People see that people, uh, a Haitian will go up to an American and say, could you explain uh, Romans chapter five and verse three. What does that really mean? And then the Haitian has done this before to, to Americans. And then the American will, you know, get swept away because he's there for this week long mi 
mission trip and he wants to lead someone to Christ, obviously. And then before you know it, you're sent, uh, you have a relationship with that man and you're sending him money every month. Mm-hmm. And he has three people that he's getting money from like that every month. And so it just creates uh, just the amount of humanitarian aid creates. Um, it makes people greedy. And yeah. So I think that's the biggest challenge, trying to find the real needs and uh, supplying those. Because we are, CAM is a humanitarian aid mission. No matter, like, I'm not going to be able to change that. My perspective isn't going to be able to change that. And we are trying to gear it more towards teaching and less towards giving people some things. But just finding the real needs and serving those. You can feed a man fish for, for two days, but if you give him a lifelong supply of fish. Um, by, by teaching him how to fish, right? Oh, yeah. You, right. you feed a village by giving two fish. Yep. I don't think you know what you're talking about. You can teach a man to fish, but why not give him a lifelong supply of fish? There you go. Right, exactly. That's 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 the attitude. And but with so many missions down there doing the same thing, right. They kind of learn how to how to talk yeah. to people and how to get people to give them stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, like like our administrator here barry he the one guy that he met came yeah he came up to him and asked him you know when the when the trumpet it says in it says in revelation that the trumpet of the lord's going to sound now is that really going to be a trumpet that's going to go off or is that going to be something else and so then barry explained that to him right and then okay thank you thank you thank you five minutes later here is the same guy go up to another american and ask him that same question Oh my, it's, it's, yeah, but it, it really is just the amount of people that do a damaging amount of help to a Haitian, if that makes any sense, it like someone will come and contradictory, but it, it I, but I, it's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. A good way to put it. So, so what can you do or what are you guys trying to do down there? I guess if that, so, so there's a few programs in, so there, there's a couple programs in CAM that are kind of, I don't know, like the food box program in Haiti, it doesn't work just because of that. Just because there's no, like in other countries, like I was in Belize and people, it's it's a shame thing to beg, but in Haiti, it's just the opposite. Everybody does it. And so the, the food box program, it just, it's not, it's not for Haiti, like places like India where the widows are just completely neglected in the lowest caste system. That's the food box room works there because nobody's helping these ladies. Right. But in Haiti, it's different. And people are just trying to bring the poorest looking person they can to our gate just so that they can get aid. Not always, but often. And so just the, the program, we're trying to focus on the programs that do work. The SALT program, which is a, uh, it's a program where it's like a savings program for uh, for people. It's they do it all over the world, but yeah, it teaches people how to manage their money and teaches people how to work for their money and that kind of thing. And it also teaches people how to grow crops and different things like that. And so we're trying to get more salt 
more involved with salt down here. And also the BDC, which is the, they, they train pastors, uh, pastors that come for a week and it's kind of like seminary type of deal and just teach them good doctrine because I mean, the doctrine they hear down here is, it's very skewed. Right. And that's the doctrine that is taught down here. I mean, kind of like the American church, right. a little bit that way. So are there a um, lot of churches in Haiti? Yeah, there are tons of churches, but it's, you won't find it. I mean, you find some good churches, but it's hard. It's not the easiest thing just because even a lot of these Christian churches, they'll be involved in voodoo and that kind of thing. It's just a mix. It's, it's often a mix up of things. And yeah, it's a little like the American church today. I mean, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yep. Okay. That's good. But all right. So yeah, what were you saying? Like I was saying, try to get um, to put more into the BDC program and more into the SALT program. And we also have a work for wages program, which basically, I mean, we'll send a lot of, we'll send a bunch of picks and a bunch of shovels somewhere and tell them to fix or tell a bunch of people, ask a bunch of people that need work to fix a road for us. Right. Or stuff like that. That's, that's the kind of thing that we want to focus more towards than less of this giving stuff, make people work for what they get. And yeah. So uh, yeah. what is the most alarming uh, or maybe not alarming, but the the thing that you witnessed down there that uh, made you realize that it's just a different different place, or um, what is the most different... the most alarming thing I saw? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you want to uh, the question that way. So the most alarming thing I saw one day, I don't. This might be a little graphic for some minds. What, what would you say your hide age? Your wife, hide your kids. What What would you say your age range on this podcast is? Uh, 7 seven to 15? 17 to 24. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess they can maybe handle it. Maybe if you're under 18, close your ears. Hide your wife, hide your kids. That's what I said. Right. Uh, that's good. Well, you want to put Lincoln away? No. You can't hear. It's in my headphones. No. Yeah. The one time we were driving, uh, driving north and came across a little bit of a commotion along the side of the road and it was a lot of people mobbing one person and so i think what had happened is that someone robbed someone robbed someone else and then they got chased down and beaten to death and so we kind of saw that happening that was a little alarming and that was three weeks in i think Took me a little bit to get over that one. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not every day you see someone die. Right. I don't think that was, I think that would have been the first time I saw someone get killed. Yeah. But it's Haiti. I mean, you're going to see some alarming things. Just, just last week, my dad and uh, two other guys were out driving and um, all of a sudden there was a bunch of guns around them and yeah, they were getting, they got robbed. Dad lost his phone and lost, they lost a few hundred bucks and stuff like that. But yeah, so what had happened there is they were on back roads and that was when the roads were blocked and stuff. So the main roads, the gangs were on the main roads blocking them, burning tires and that kind of thing. And so this gang had got chased off the road by the cops um, just then. 
while they were driving back there. And then, so they were back in that village hiding from the cops because the cops had just chased them off. And then my, my dad came back and about five minutes later, after they came back, that same gang went back onto the road to try to retake their spot. And we just heard, I mean, gunfire and gunfire for probably 10 minutes or five minutes or so then, or 10 minutes. So yeah, there's crazy stuff happening down here, but I've been safe for the most part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, it's different different things than you see in America, sure. Yeah, I saw a horse get killed the one night. That was about the most crazy thing I saw around here. Murder. I I, I killed the horse with my car. I hit it. I didn't try. It. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But yeah. That was pretty crazy, but nothing like like what you're describing. So yeah. So how can uh, people around here, or or back home, or back in America, or or not in Haiti, how can they uh, help? Uh, what what ways can they they pray for you? Um, yeah, I'll leave that question kind of open ended, but go for it. Yeah, um, I'd say. Yeah, prayer is a big thing. Um, so we are, we're doing some, we have meetings with the gangs here in Titan every week um, where we preach to them and different things. And yeah, that, just just pray for us in that. I mean, um, and, and about, about, you talk about the gangs. Do the gangs kind of um, control the city more or less or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So if you can win the gangs over you could change the, the course of life in the city or right yeah i'd say so because a lot there's they have a lot of control or not we're not too close to the city so we don't deal with the gangs in the city as much but just a small town surrounding here um right. yeah they have a lot of power in the in a lot of influence in the towns and stuff i'd say but yeah so we're working with them and um yeah just every friday we go and preach to them and i uh and so that's uh, that's really good but just pray that the lord could convict them and um they've been taught or they've heard a skewed version of the gospel and so just from other missionaries who i would say didn't do it right not that we're doing everything right but just yeah um i mean preaching a skewed version of the gospel preaching that all you need to do is say i'm sick say i want to be saved and you don't need to live right or anything and so they they believe that and they believe that they're good right and so just pray for conviction in their lives and yeah there could be a change there that's one thing that yeah it's been would be big yeah um and and outside of of prayer obviously that's a that's a big one but that's also can be kind of a cop-out or a you know, yeah. we just prayed for you or we'll, we keep you in your prayers. And then we, we kind of, uh, you know, we say our prayers and then we kind of forget or, you know, it kind of leaves our mind. How are other ways people can help as far as giving money, as far as that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, you can always give money to Cam. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say Cam needs all your money. I'd say, I, I think they're Cam is doing very good work. But it's huge. It's a huge organization. There's and a I lot think, of money that goes through 
right i think there are better places to to send it if if you want to be more personal um i was talking this is, this is a funny funny that you bring this up i was talking to cj lap uh today you, oh yeah you remember cj right oh i know CJ. And, i would say i would so I, I would say hi to him if i'd see him yeah right i was talking to him and he said that or and i uh sent him some of my tithe money because i wanted didn't want to put it all into a church down here because they're not used to getting that kind of money and you don't want to don't want to ruin people like i was saying earlier so I, I wanted to send a lot of tithe or a decent amount of tithe money to cj and he told me that uh two people have sent him money so far since he's been on. he's self-supportive over there right so the two people have sent him money they're both in service themselves <laughs> and so that's that kind of makes you think a little bit but just yeah, I'd say if you want to send your money, find someone that is self-supportive or something like that and help those people out. But I also, Cam does, I think does pretty fairly well with the money they get. Um, yeah, and another thing is, yeah, praying for people. And also, um, when you go places and even for short-term mission trips and stuff like that, uh, do a little research and talk to some people about how the culture is down there and how, like, like a lot of people come to Haiti for a week and give out a thousand dollars because they think that they helped a lot of people and then they come back with these big stories. But just yeah, do a little research and see if it's really going to help. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So it can be a little discouraging to think about that, but it is something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's all I have on that on on that subject. I think. What about like masks? Should we send a bunch of masks down there, or, or uh, no, we're, food? We're or... No, we get enough masks down here. Coronavirus has gone through Haiti now, though. When I first got here, it wasn't. But I think everybody on the compound here has had it, and a lot of few of the hate decent amount of the Haitians I know have had it. So. Uh, COVID and and Haiti. Yeah, that's whatever. People, there's worse things, you know. In Haiti, it's not, I mean, there's other ways to die, you know. People don't freak out about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. You have a better chance of getting hit by a big truck or something than to, yeah, die of coronavirus. Which I know that's how it is in America, but. I think people think about it less in, in Haiti. The only reason people talk about it in Haiti is because um, they, they, America talks about it. Well, and I think it goes back to what I said before about like, there really aren't, there are problems in America, but, but I think when, when people are, are comfortable, they almost want to have problems. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I might, I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but like, even with like the, per, like persecution, like people are like, oh, we're getting persecuted because of like these really roundabout, like, like um, somebody didn't like that. We didn't bake a cake for a, for a, a gay person. And like, yeah. that's like so, the biggest form of persecution we're dealing with here. And I, you know, whatever that that is kind of, infringing on our rights or whatever but still i mean people are dying around the world you know 
in countries in, in China and North Korea and countries like that. Like it's, it, you're not allowed to be a Christian. You're not allowed. Well, and we have so much freedom here in America as Christians that I, I feel like sometimes we just want to have, we kind of want to have persecution. Now I know we were talking about COVID, but I just, right. I, I think yeah, it, it goes back to like, when you don't have that many problems, you try to, you make a big problem out of, um, out of small things, but COVID is, is a big thing. And it, it is a, we, I mean, we need to be, uh, you know, pr protect the vulnerable. Definitely. Um, right. yeah. And th there's, I've, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about COVID because I'm just, yeah, I don't, I'm not a supporter talking about COVID. So it's like every yeah. conversation I get into, it ends up, we talk about COVID. I, I try not to get in too many of those. That's, I, it is a good escape from that being down here, I would say. I mean, yeah. there's still some. But... Yeah. What are you drinking? Yerba. 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 I get it at Grocery Outlet. What is it? It's uh, herbs, carbonated herbs. water. And stevia. Oh, okay. Sounds it, gross. Like it, yeah. It, I I like it, but Caleb didn't like it. Emily didn't like it. Twyla didn't like it. So maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. Yeah, you probably are. Yeah. You're probably turning into a rich white person because apparently rich white people drink sparkling water. I yeah. when I shopped in when I shopped Instacart. I mean, we I delivered to these huge houses. You know, like. People living the American dream, or so it seemed. Every single one of them got Wegman's sparkling water or that bubbly stuff. And then, like, if you're poor, you get like Lacroix at Grocery Outlet, like my sister does. But um, no, I I get it. I just buy this stuff at Grocery Outlet. It's mad cheap, so um, and it's yeah. better, it's better than drinking soda. Um, anyway so what is uh so on the on the podcast we do uh we we say stuff where we like you know so like last week my thing i like was the white horse luncheonette so this week i can i can um can say that uh v8 has a sparkling water that strawberry kiwi flavor that is is really amazing and i get it at grocery outlet too it's also cheap and so that's what i'm liking this week um strawberry kiwi v8 stuff i don't know energy stuff it doesn't really give me energy but it just tastes good and it's uh, as far as the ingredients on the back like it really doesn't look like it's that bad for you anyway all right if you have something you're into then then go for it if not i know i didn't tell you about it i forgot yeah it's got to be mangoes oh man Go to the market and buy some mangoes and eat them. Every morning, eat a mango. Oh, nothing like a good good mango. Um, we have a mango. Especially if they two... cross the ocean in a boat and then right. come all the way up here and yeah. Right. And and in order to do that, they have to pick they have to pick them when they're like, I mean, this small, you know, in order to for them to be okay for a good three months until they get across. 
uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know a whole lot about exporting fruits. Yeah, but, I don't uh, think they grow after you take them off the tree. They can get ripe or more ripe or less ripe, but I don't think they grow, Dwayne. Okay. All right, so you learn something new every day, right? So uh, we have a tree down here that's getting some nice mangoes. going to produce fruit pretty soon. Mangoes or mangoes? Oh, okay. It's mangoes in English. In Haitian Creole, it's mango. So let's let's say mango. No, that's 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 in Creole. I, I'm talking English right now. I can talk Creole so if, if I, want to. So so if a Haitian says is talking English, they'll say mango. But if they're talking Creole, they'll say mango. I don't know. I never heard a Haitian say. Well, they always say it in Creole. Oh. No matter if they're talking English or not. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. So, how they, does dad, so they always how does that they say? always say the word they always say the word mango in Creole no matter what language they're talking about up till then. How does dad say it? He says mango, but he's he's a wannabe. Okay. I'd say. I I, I love I'd say dad. mango. <laughs> I don't really, okay, so, I don't really care. So, we also planted three new mango trees down here. And I also have a garden. Did you know I have a garden? I'm, a, I'm turning into a farmer. Working on that green thumb of yours. I am. That's super getting cool. there. Yeah. Banana plants and watermelons. I'm eating some nice watermelons out of my garden so far. Yeah. Yeah. Watermelons are great. Watermelons. Yes. Watermelon. Um, Oh yeah, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so mangoes are yeah, that's that's definitely my thing right now. Mangoes, you got old mango. Well, what about the coffee down there? I've heard things about the coffee. Dad talks about the coffee. Do you like the coffee down there? Uh, it's coffee. Okay. Sure. One thing that I'm not sure about is Dorothea charges me money to make coffee. No, I'm all sister. for that. It's a free market, baby. It is a free market. Free market. But I don't know. hundred dollars for or hundred goods per coffee. So does she own the coffee? No. She, that she doesn't own anything. That's kind of cheap. That's a hundred dollars just for her labor. Yeah. I, I, goods. I, I have to say I have to make sure you know it's not a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred goods. It's about a dollar, about a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty just for labor. Is that worth it? Well, that's probably what you pay at a coffee shop though. Because you pay like seven bucks for the drink. You have, to remember, you have to remember this is my little sister, and there's only one drink in the menu. And that's just coffee. Well, it's I mean it's good coffee. Like it's sweet. It's like a latte type of deal, I think. So if we can learn anything from this section, just follow your dreams, guys. Never say never say no to to a, a good never, coffee. No, never give anybody anything for free, even if it's your brother just wanting coffee in the morning. Don't look at horse. Always charge them. Something. Don't look at horses' gifts. Don't look at the right. the horse, the horse of a gift, the front foot of a horse. Don't check its hooves. No, don't look right. at gift horse. In the I. Is yeah. it funny that I mess up the common sayings? 
I I'm used to it. I just ignore the rambling and wait till the end. I have my sensor ready till you say the right thing. Us, oh, us yeah, it's good. boys have this weird thing where we we do something that's just stupid, and we think that that's funny. 